This is episode number 44 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey everybody, welcome back to High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and I help people acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. On this session, I continue the series on soft skills, and in past weeks, I've covered what soft skills actually are and the difference between leadership skills and management skills. And then finally, last week, we covered supervisory skill skills. This week, we're gonna focus on interpersonal skills. And I start out by defining what these things are, and I give you a list of the skills that that you you want to focus on if you want to increase your success level. And by the way, you can do it expen you can increase your success level exponentially in just about any industry by focusing on these things. By the way, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to High Impact Leaders um, and make sure that you rate the podcast on your podcast platform, whether that's. Apple um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever it is that you're downloading the the podcast, make sure and and leave a review for me because I love to get that feedback. In addition, my book, 28 Ways to Influence People, was just updated and re-released. So it's a very, very simple 28-day plan to become become the leader that your team really wants you to be. And you can pick up a copy of that book at Amazon or anywhere you buy books, really, for that matter. So let's get on with today's topic. Hey, so on this episode, I'm going to talk about interpersonal skills. We're going to give you a definition and then a list of what the top interpersonal skills are. Um, so let me kind of start with the definition. You know, what exactly are interpersonal skills? Well, these are qualities and abilities to, to work effectively with others. And really in business, when we talk about interpersonal skills, most often we're referring to, you know, soft skills, which is what I started the, the series on. So we started the series with soft skills. We're going to kind of end the series with soft skills as well. These include things like communication skills, the ability to work with others, conflict resolution skills. Um, By the way, step one to build team culture is really to improve interpersonal skills between and really among team members. Uh, In fact, that's one of when when companies hire us to come out and do a high impact leaders course or creating a team culture program. That's where we start. We kind of start with those because those are the things that if you improve in these, it's such a, it changes what we do. So important. I mean, just in exponentially as a, a nine and day difference in the way that we kind of deal with others. So let's start with the, the list of interpersonal skills. Here's a list of, of some of the real most common interpersonal skills. Now, keep in mind that the term interpersonal skills can cover a lot of ground, you know, to, to show the, um, and, and by the way, to show the difference between the types of soft skills. If you haven't been following along in the last couple of weeks, um, I broke down these soft skills into different categories. We, we started with leadership skills and then management skills. And last week we covered supervisory skills. So this is th- these interpersonal skills are the ones that they're gonna they're going to to um, be a big part of every one of those other levels of an organization. And um, just so you know, I mean, uh, job placement websites, resume websites, you know, a lot of times they're just going to lump all of these different types of soft skills together. And there's really nothing wrong with doing that, but. It, it can get a little confusing to a lot of folks. Um, so if you look at our list of interpersonal skills, 
Um, and, and something is, is if you find that something is missing, then try one of the other soft skills lists that I, that I've covered in the last couple of weeks. All right. So the very first one is, um, it's emotional intelligence. Now this has become a kind of buzzword in the business world. Now, now personally, this is just me personally. I believe that a lot of times people will create words in terms like, like, like this to kind of show colleagues how smart they are. But I mean, that's, I, I digress though. <laughs> so basically this term kind of describes how well a person expresses or controls his or her emotions when they deal with other people. So in effect, I mean, this term really encompasses all of the other interpersonal skills. So typically when you hear somebody saying emotional intelligence, they're really asking how skilled is this person at, de- person at dealing with other people? What, what kind of people skills do they have? What kind of um, interpersonal skills do they have? Um, now, I included that term in this list just because you're probably likely to come across it, um, especially if you're dealing with somebody in, um, in um, human resources or uh, business consulting or that, that kind of thing. This term is, is very common. So you have to kind of know what it is in order to kind of know what, what, how people are using that term. But just between you and I, when when you hear somebody using that term, just think people skills, and that's a more common way to describe the the entire concept. All right, so the the second one is what I call people skills. So um, th- so this is basically the same thing as emotional intelligence. It's just a more common way to describe it. So in addition in addition to the emotional intelligence, a, a common all encompassing term for interpersonal skills is people skills. And this just means the skills that we use when we deal effectively with other people. So if you if you look at the list of skills that I'm going to cover in this session, um, all of them could be characterized as some type of people skills or some type of emotional intelligence skill, that kind of thing. So 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 I wanted to start off with those that those couple of skill sets because. Those are things that are a little, they're more of the generic or general terms that people use when they're describing these interpersonal skills. All right, so let's get into more specific types of skills. So, so the next the next one is communication skills. Now, this is one of the most important interpersonal skills that, that you can work on is your ability to communicate effectively with other people. Um, it, it covers a lot of ground, though, because in some cases, we, we may describe communication skills um, and, and we may be referring to the ability to speak confidently in one-on-one situations. In others, we might be referring to presentation skills. Um, still, in other situations, communication skills might refer to the ability to listen to other people and get coworkers to open up and that empathy that we have. So, so that is one that, that um, so as you can kind of see, as I'm progressing down the list, we're getting into more, we're going from the general to the more specific. So, um, and you'll see that as we kind of keep moving down. Um, the next interpersonal skill that is really important is responsibility. Responsibility is the ability to account for your actions. And by the way, the term also refers to the the ability to act independently and to make decisions without having to ask for authorization. A lot at work, a lot of times this term is often referred to refers to people who make sure that the job is completed to the highest standard. Uh, it also applies even more when the person is taking on a new role or, or a new job function. So when, when you see that that person that's taking on a new role is being described as having responsibility, that means that typically they're, they're taking on that new role in a, in a very effective way. 
The next skill is self-confidence or assertiveness. Uh, you see those two terms interchangeably. The the um, uh, the term assertiveness allows that, that skill anyway allows a person to speak up and communicate with authority. Um, basically, when 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 we have you know we all have those situations where we have the opportunity to do something or say something, but then we hesitate. And then later on, we kick ourselves going, man, I should have said something. I should have done something. Well, the more self-confident that a person is, the more likely that he or she will have fewer of those instances. He or she will speak up and, and be heard in those kind of situations. The next skill is dependability. And on the list of interpersonal skills, employers especially and managers will often put dependability at the very, very top of the list um, because great teamwork depends on high dependability among team members. Not only does the boss have to depend on the people that work for him or her, but the other team members have to have that as well. So, I mean, one of the most frustrating things for a leader or a manager is to have a highly qualified team member who lets the team down. So that, that that's one of those things that that when we're looking for people to promote, when we're looking for people to hire, we're typically looking for that, that specific skill set. Another skill that is really important in interpersonal skills is conflict resolution, because it doesn't really matter how skilled we are at dealing with other people. Eventually, we're going to get into a conflict with somebody. So a person's ability to respond effectively to conflicts is an important, it's a really important interpersonal skill. So when co- when coworkers, for instance, experience a, a conflict, then human nature is to get angry and respond in kind. So whenever that person treated me, I'm going to respond the same way. However, a person who is angry will rarely think logically. So people who have good conflict resolution skills will often the, reduce the emotional tension during that communication that's occurred. And that way, a solution to the conflict is more likely. So going back to the emotional intelligence definition that we that I gave you at the very beginning of the, of the session, typically, the folks who rate highest in conflict resolution will also rate very high in overall emotional intelligence as well. You see those things really interchangeably. Um, they're, 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 um, uh, they, they, they're, they, they rely on each other quite a bit, right? So the next interpersonal skill is flexibility. Flexibility allows a person to adapt quickly to changing circumstances. You know, the, this skill, by the way, is it, it's always been important. It's always been one of the higher um, interpersonal skills as far as importance go in the business world. However, as technology improves at a it, at a faster and faster rate each year, flexibility has become way more important now than what it ever has been in the past, especially in the business world. So if you want to be appreciated by your employer or by your customers, focus on improving your ability to adapt to change. If you do that, you're going to fit in a whole lot better with the, with the group. And the last interpersonal skill that we're going to cover is empathy. So empathy is the, the people skill that allows us to build rapport with other people and really share the feelings of, of the other person. Now, now, sadly, in today's world, many people are pretty self-centered. So a person who can show empathy and really build rapport with, with coworkers and with customers is really a welcome part of the team. We, we find that a lot um, the, at, at our office here at the Leaders Institute because 
we do so much coaching and we do so much training that um, our our instructors and our and our account managers are highly skilled at being empathetic with other people. Most of the time, it's because when we're talking to our customers or potential customers, we've been through what they're going through. We can really empathize because we sympathize with what they're going through. And so it makes it a little bit easier. But as a result, it makes it to where the trust level and the rapport that we have internally with the with our coworkers is much higher than what you'll see at, at, at an average kind of office building. So um, it, it's, it works out really well, especially for us. You can do the same with your organization as well. Look for folks that that uh, to add to your team who have that that empathy for their coworkers and typically the rapport and the trust level will be much higher. So okay, so that's the list of these interpersonal skills. So why are interpersonal skills so important? Well, one of the things that we teach our kids is that knowledge is power. However, that's only half true. You know, knowledge is is important. You know, you have to have knowledge to to kind of get into the game, but knowledge by itself is pretty worthless. It's it's not until you take that knowledge and put that knowledge into practice that the knowledge becomes power. So when somebody graduates from school, we we all make the assumption that that person has accumulated knowledge. So since we've made that assumption, when we'll often look for other qualities to judge that person's competence. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples here. So let's let's talk about what, what happens in a job interview. So somebody's going to go and interview for a job. And I, I'll give you a really, really good example of this because I recently started interviewing candidates for a website manager for my company. Um, we needed to add to our staff. And so we started looking for a new website manager. And every one of the, the candidates who sent over a resume um, had to, we, um, we had them take a, a competency test, you know, to make it a little bit easier for us to choose because um, most of the time, because we were really, I mean, when we when we open a job posting, a lot of times we'll get hundreds and hundreds of people that will apply, and it's kind of tough to to weed through and kind of go figure out who the the best candidates are. So one of the things that we did this time was we um, we had uh, we had each one of the candidates take a competency test, and it was it was one that was built into the system that we were using. So um, and it. I, I took it myself. It wasn't really that hard. It wasn't really, especially for somebody. I'm not a fairly. I'm not a really technical guy. So if I could pass it, it's not. It's not like it was overly complicated. But we had over a hundred people apply for that job, and fewer than ten of the one hundred scored either highly proficient or expert on the test. Ten out of a hundred. So that was like. 90% were less than proficient or less than high than less than the, the highly proficient or expert level. So a very small. So basically it made the interview process much easier. So then I had each one of the candidates um, schedule an interview. So there are only 10 of them now. So we just we sent out a calendar and said and said, um, you know, schedule an interview and and we'll we'll pick from one of you 10 folks. And out of that, five of them responded right away. I mean, really, really quickly. And and I spent a week interviewing the candidates. And based on their expertise, I would I would I would have been willing to hire any of the five people who were interviewed. However, one of the people showed up five minutes late for the meeting. For the this is the the interview, and they showed up five minutes late. So that told me that that person probably wasn't as dependable as what I would want them to be, considering that the other four got there on time, right? Then during the interview, 
I had to keep at that same guy, by the way, I had to keep asking him to repeat himself because I, I often couldn't understand what he was saying. So obviously his self-confidence wasn't there as well. Another one was really, really chatty with my assistant. But when I pulled when but when when I started the interview process, I had to actually pull information out during the interview. So the person probably didn't have the assertiveness that, that we were really looking for. Um, one called to schedule an interview right away, but but um that person actually caught my assistant away from her desk. I think she was probably eating lunch or something like that. And so she wasn't near her calendar. She's probably out of the office for the moment. And so she said, hey, would you mind calling me back in 30 minutes? I'll be back at my desk and I'll put you on the calendar. And of course, the guy never did. So, I mean, flexibility and responsibility. So a lot of these inter, the a lot of these skill sets are things that people use to judge your competency. So basically, my choice was really easy. I just, I just, there were only two people left, by the way. There were only two remaining candidates. And uh, the two remaining candidates side by side, and I just scored each one of them side by side in each one of those um, those interpersonal skills that we kind of talked about. And as a result, the decision was pretty easy. Uh, so my point is that consciously or subconsciously, employers are doing the same thing when they choose candidates. If 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 you want to demand a higher salary, then you have to show that interviewer, that person that you're you're reporting to, that you have and use these interpersonal skills. If you do, you'll be able to generate that, that higher level of income. Now, in addition to that, interpersonal skills are really critical when we make buying decisions. Um, I, like I, I'll give you a really good example. This happened to me very recently. I, I and I can't remember the last time that I was so frustrated, but my assistant and our video producer were complaining about the internet speeds of our, of our Wi-Fi here at the office. And so about 3.30 in the afternoon, after I'd heard them you know, complain a couple of times, I, I called the internet service provider and I asked if I could upgrade my, my service. And the technician kind of told me that to get to the next tier of service, the higher tier than what I was on, that my monthly fee would go up like 80%. It was almost double just to get a little bit faster speed. And that didn't really seem reasonable. So I, I said that I would think about it. You know, I didn't really want my fee to go up that much. Um, so I, I said, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. Now, obviously, the first thing I did was I went to the internet to look for options. And I found a company with a comparable service for the upgrade. And it and it was and, um, and, um, for a pretty reasonable price. And uh, a much more reasonable price than what what the company that I was with um, was charging. Now, interestingly, though, interestingly though, the the company that I was with was also they also had an ad and they and they were providing the same price about about what I was paying now, which is half what they quoted me on the phone. Um, and and um, so I, I it was weird because I I, I kind of I called the company back and the person who answered um, this time kind of told me that the advertised price was only for new customers. I couldn't get it because I was an existing customer. So I said, okay, fine, I'll cancel my service, right? Um, and and she said, well, you know, that's a totally different department. And so she placed me on hold. Now, by this time, I've, I've been talking with this company with the two phone calls now for over an hour, over an hour. I'm really frustrated because they're they're yanking me around. And finally, I got to the cancellation department and um, the, the cancellation representative picked up. And by the way, she had a, good for them, by the way, that she did, but she had a much higher level of interpersonal skills, these skills that we're talking about. Because while talking with her, she was able to lower my fee 
and doubled my speed, both even better than what I'd found on the internet. And then she scheduled a technician to arrive the next morning. So solved all my problems in a much less time, much less time. And my frustration level went, went down. So the, the thing to keep in mind is that the first two representatives had really low interpersonal skills. They were doing the job because that's what they were told to do. Um, they, they, they made me want to go to the competitor, right? They made me want to leave and never come back. Uh, and if, and if I had done that, then that company would have lost a customer and, and, it would have been bad for everybody, right? That last person, though, made me feel important to the company. She, her, her interpersonal skills likely saved. I mean, all total, that company, I mean, it's not a huge monthly fee, but still, I mean, over the life of that contract, it's about 24 grand, would be my guess, you know? So she saved about $24,000 for her company just because she used good interpersonal skills. So, so, um, so interpersonal skills are really, really important when, especially on, on the purchasing side, on, on when we're buying things. Now, they're also vital to the morale of a company. And this is where leaders or managers in an organization really want to focus on these internally, because we often focus on developing leadership skills and managerial skills and supervisory skills. But basic interpersonal skills are really critical to the morale in the workplace. Um, there was an article that was published a while back. Um, it was called The uh, um, it was, um, the Bal- Balancing Careers was the name of the was the name of the um of the article, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But they they assess they address the the top ten reasons why people quit their jobs, and four of those reasons corresponded to the interpersonal skills that we've talked about today. The number one reason, by the way, that people quit their jobs is their relationship with their boss. <laughs> they don't like the boss, or something has happened and it's caused tension in the relationship. And also in the top ten, though, are relationships with coworkers, the overall company culture, not being recognized by management. So those are all in the top 10. And each of these concepts is really rooted in poor interpersonal skills. Team members often reflect the behavior of their leaders. So if the department or company is experiencing interpersonal conflicts and low morale, it's most often caused by leadership of that department or leadership of that company having not having uh, effective interpersonal skills. So, so basically what, what I'm telling you here is that if you improve your skills, you're able to improve your, your success level. If you, get, if, you, if you get highly skilled in these areas, then you'll increase your success level pretty dramatically. Now, remember that when, when all other things are equal, the people that have a higher level of interpersonal skills will often be happier. They're often going to be more successful. So, um, so by the way, in, if you want more details about um, how these interpersonal skills work, make sure and go to my website, go to leadersinstitute.com, hit the leadership training button at the top. It'll give you all kinds of details about the actual skills and how to improve those things to increase your success. All right. So thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.